Welcome back to Successfully Unsigned. In the last segment, we talked about our show and yell and uh, teased our topic for tonight, which is going to be... I don't think we did tease No, we didn't. Well, (laughs) surprise. It's in the title. All right. That teases it enough. (laughs) We're talking about booking gigs tonight. Um, As an artist, obviously, this is very, very important um, to get your name out there, um, showcase your abilities. How do you go about getting gigs? How do you go about booking gigs? How do you go about, um, you know? And what does a good gig look like? Right. Well, I think we talked a little bit about, um, well, obviously, like, live performances and putting yourself out there. Because, I mean, I've obviously never done it, but I feel like that'd be pretty awkward. And, I mean, this, a lot of the times, that's kind of your... Not necessarily your first time sharing your music, assuming if you've like released music on Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, but it is the first time where you're like sharing it in person, which is scary. And like you have, you only got one shot to, until you mess it up. Yeah. Oh, until you, you do well. Wow. Way to be optimistic there, Patrick. Whoopsies. From a performer himself. Wait. I am a (laughs) I used to be a in choir yeah. in theater, so I performed that so way with others. Yeah, um, no. So I think a good place to start is going to shows, right? Like yes. you have to put yourself out there, and you have to go and support other artists. Yes, because if you don't get to know people, you're not going to make any connections, and you're not going to get gigs. So that's the first step. You know, with with that thought in mind. I want to go back to high school personal finance. Did anyone else have to take the stuff from the Dave logical Ramsey? place to go? Um, no one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's literally under the financial piece. Yeah, you yeah. took the stuff from Dave Ramsey, yeah. right? It was like in my church, though. I remember nothing other than 401ks and 12%. Eight, I don't know. Dead snowball. Like, Dead it's snowball. random right. stuff like that. But I remember this analogy that he gave at one point. And the analogy stuck with me because I think it's applicable to a lot of things. Um, but the analogy was uh, he was talking in, in talking about money. He's like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you have a fist, right? If your fist is closed, you're not losing any money. No money's going out. You're holding that money real tight. But if your fist is closed, money can't come in, right? It can't leave, but it also can't come in. You're not, you're not going to gain anything. And it's kind of the same way with networking. If you hold yourself closed off, you're not losing anything per se, right? There's no, oh, okay. there's no networks. There's no friendships that you're losing because you're not making any new ones, but you're also not making any new ones. Nothing's coming in. Nothing's True. nothing's going to happen if you don't put yourself up and open yourself up to going out and meeting new people and going to new shows. So it's the same way when you support other people. Right. People aren't going to support you mm-hmm. if you don't support them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... I think about that analogy kind of a lot with a lot of things when it comes to interpersonal relationships. Because, yeah, I mean, if you don't give to other people, they're not going to want to give back. Yeah, and that doesn't even just involve, like, going to their shows. It means, like, reposting their stuff. Mm -hmm. stuff. Even just, like, on a random Monday Mm -hmm. afternoon, just, like, post their track or something. Yeah. And then I guarantee you, if you do that enough, they're probably going to message you and be like, hey, like, we're about to do this show. We'd like you, you know, to... For sure. Open for us. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So it's it's just about building those connections and friendships. And, and it's about doing it in an honest fashion. It's not mm-hmm. just hopping on the train just when, you know, everybody else is. It's not, you know, because if, if you repost them only when everybody's reposting them, that's, mm-hmm. that's great. That's fine. That's helpful. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Post them then, right? Give them encouragement. Send them a text message. You know, it's like it's like it's like checking up on your friends only on their birthdays, mm-hmm. right? If you only check up on their birthdays, I mean, sure, that's nice. That's that's fine. 
But what's going to mean more? Just on their birthdays or hitting them up randomly saying, hey, how are you doing? I haven't heard from you in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about being personal with things. Right. Don't be a clout chaser. Exactly. But also, do you do that, Dale? With some <laughs> people. With the birthday thing, I mean. What, only hit <laughs> people up on their birthdays? I mean, <laughs> he, no, he always Facebook talks about he's not good at um, reaching back out to people. I'm really so. not. I'm really not good yeah. at it. Um, it's something I've quick side note. Uh, speaking of supporting, I do not support Dave Ramsey. I do not trust that man, and I just want to put that in the public. <laughs> so, Dave Ramsey, if you're watching this, you're on my hit list. <laughs> oh, not like a bad uh, hit list. Just like a I don't like you list. <laughs> just like a, I don't like you list. Sorry. <laughs> I uh, this I would love to go missing. into that. It's not me. After the show, we'll go into that. I'm curious now. Um. Wow. That's that was not a the lot. turn I expected in this podcast. Um, okay. So I told them, I was like, look, I don't know anything about booking gigs or anything, but um, I've been to a lot of like live shows and stuff. And you just really, you really do see that camaraderie again, er, against mm-hmm. between artists and uh, just being like, oh my gosh, yeah, like we should totally collab sometime or which goes back to one of our other episodes. Um, I've been to open mic nights, which are like literally built for that. And those are really great just because, uh, especially if you're, if you are quite literally just starting out, those are perfect because look, if you're at an open mic night and you're not good, you won't be the only one who's bad. I have been to some open mic nights where I had to like mentally leave the room because it was so uncomfortable. Typically it's because people try stand up there and you know what, chase your dreams, do what you need, but Let's just be honest. Stand up is awkward in the beginning, but I think it's tough to do. Yeah. But yeah. as far as like artistry goes, I mean, if you if you're like, I don't really have any songs I've written yet, but like I want to perform, that's a great place to do covers. Give it a shot. Yeah. See what happens. And it's a great place that if you try and if you mess up, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You think it does in the moment, but. Nobody's going to remember. People go to open mic nights to support other people. So they are not there to watch your downfall and laugh at you. Yeah. No. And most of the time it's like in a coffee shop or a bar or Mm -hmm. whatever, where people are just literally having conversations with their friends or not exactly coming to pay attention to you. And so I've always thought of open mics as like practice. Like if I want to, if I want to debut a new song, I'm pulling it out at an open mic. Like it's just going to happen. Um, it's also how you work on your crowd energy. Yes. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that. Um, but, but yeah, so we've talked about kind of, um, like what you should do as far as, hold on, I'm sorry. Well, and, and one thing real quick, as you, I'm you know, as you, as you wrap your brain around whatever you were wrapping I'm your brain I'm trying to get there. back to what we were, I'm trying to bridge um, to something, but I can't remember what But going saying. back to the idea of going to shows and the camaraderie and everything. Yeah. People can't, you know, you, you you can't get gigs that people don't i mean if people if people don't know you they can't give you a gig yeah right so yeah. just recently i was doing some booking for uh, a reoccurring um event throughout the summer um and david you actually both of you kind of know what what this this thing is and as we were doing gigs um or as as i was booking i was looking for multiple different artists to come in and do some stuff and uh and i was like yeah i, I love to support you know, the friends that I have. In fact, David's coming out to perform and I love to support and bring stuff in like that. And one of my other coworkers was like, hey, well, I know this one artist, you know, what about her? Can she come play? I'm like, well, yeah, why not? You know, uh, because as a, as I was sitting there thinking about it, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I can only book the people I know about. 
I can't, if I, if he had never, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm overstepping my bounds and suggesting somebody. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, that's fine. Because like me is, you know, in, in that sense, being on the booking side, on the promotion side, I can only book the people I know about. If I don't know about them, I can't book them. If, if people don't know about you, they can't book you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to go talk to people. You have to right. go introduce yourself. Right. That That's what I was going to say. Like, be ready also. Like, if you're in a place and you want to inquire about playing there, have something ready for yes. them. Like, for instance, I was uh, at a bar one time in uh, Murfreesboro, and um, there was a band playing, and I was I had inquired about playing and the guy literally was just like do you have anything on spotify i was like yeah and he's like let me hear and so he listened to it and he was like yeah you're in and so he pulled out the the book and we we scheduled it and now anytime i want to play a show there he's like that's absolutely so literally it's just about having something ready whether it be like anything on youtube or spotify or whatever so that they can have a reference because if if people can't they most of the time, venues need to fill spots, yeah. right? And especially if it's not, like, busy nights or whatever. Like, I one of my other jobs is I work at a jazz club in Nashville, and they are constantly looking for people to play, like, to fill spots. And it doesn't, you know, the talent level obviously varies between each show, but obviously you just need to have something ready uh, just in case, you know, you're put on the spot like that. Yeah, so. and that's and that's the importance of having demos. Even if you haven't released music yet, right? You don't have to have something on Spotify. It's great if you do. Absolutely great if you already have your stuff put out there like that. But if you're not at that stage yet and you haven't made that leap, have demos ready. Like it's like like David said, YouTube, whether it's SoundCloud, whether it's just on your phone in your Google Drive, somewhere have some demos with you ready to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Um and you know, if you're an acoustic artist, obviously coffee shops are an easy, like oh, yeah. Yeah. most coffee yeah. shops in Nashville or, you know, anywhere yeah. are going to be like, sure, hop on like a Wednesday night or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of those kinds of um, bookings are going to be on like probably inconvenient nights, right? So like mm-hmm. you might have work early the next morning or it's like, you know, but that's where you start, right? Mm-hmm. So some of those sacrifices... You're not sometimes have get to get over it. You're not yeah. going to get prime spots when you're when you're first starting because right. as a public commodity you haven't established your own value yet. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get the valuable places. Right. So you're you're fighting for that initially. Yeah. You have to make those sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So maybe a good night's sleep isn't in the cards, you know? It's never in the cards for me. Oh, stop. <laughs> you fell asleep on the couch during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> During a performance. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. <laughs> when people were singing loudly around you, you still fell asleep. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? I okay. Mean, so whenever you start kind of, okay, I've been performing a bunch. I've been getting a lot more gigs. Like, w- I mean, obviously I don't think you guys know, or I don't think you guys have experienced this, but like, do you have any advice on whether it be like a booking agent or someone who when you're getting big enough when you you guys know what I'm trying to say I can't speak like well, when to get a booking agent I guess or like, yeah. or like what what do I do from here <coughs> first of all I'm, when you have the funds um yeah. that's adequate but I think it's when you you get a couple places in rotation you know um and then you start getting noticed and then you have to kind of manage all of that and that's mm-hmm. tough mm-hmm. because 
I mean, maybe your Google's, you know, calendar is full and you, you don't know, it gets confusing and it runs together. So, um, I'd say kind of going off that, just like, like I said, get a few places in rotation, like maybe like the coffee shop will have you back once a month, or maybe you do like, I don't know, like an event or something, mm-hmm. uh, once a month or something once every week. And I think that's probably, it's just like the quantity of things coming in really warrants that. But again, that's, it is tough because it's, you know, money. So, but yeah, it's right. an, if it's an investment you can make, make it. Yeah. Right. I mean, booking agents, I mean, it's a service, right? It's, it, yes. you, 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 you pay them to do something you no longer have either the time to do, or it's gone to a point where it's beyond your knowledge base. Yeah. Right. And you're asking someone else who has more expertise to come in and step in and do that. And so they're absolutely a great first step. You know, um, one um, other service that I've that a lot of industry representatives and and producers and engineers and even even um, even talent agents and stuff like that will recommend as your first step is actually a lawyer. A lot of people will recommend get a lawyer first. Why? Because when you yeah. start getting those label deals, when records start asking you to sign some deals to come in and cut stuff, know what you are signing. Yes, contract. You've got to know what you're signing. And Jeez. that includes booking agents, that includes the lawyers, that includes everybody. But oddly enough, I've been told a numerous times about how lawyers have actually gotten artists' gigs. Yeah. Which is, hmm. is kind of what you don't expect, but... Lawyers got connections. They negotiate. They true. negotiate. They do. True. So get you a lawyer. Know what you're signing. Yeah. Know what you know, when the deal when you have a deal that's come up. You know to play a new venue. Take it to them. Even if it's a simple one yep. or two page document. Say, hey, explain this to me. Look this over. And if they see you working hard, they might help you out as well. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the business aspect is. Mm-hmm. Not for everyone, right? Like it's an artist. Like you're already doing the artistry thing there's other avenues for the business part. And if you can utilize that, utilize that because it will open doors for you and those doors will start to pay off. But you have to make sure you protect yourself. You don't want to lose everything you have because you didn't read something right. Or if you read it and you thought it meant one thing when legal jargon or something else means something totally different. Yeah. Which kind of brings up another interesting point about booking gigs. Be willing to pay or to play some gigs for free at first. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And put yeah. that kind of aside because I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to play gigs unless I'm making money. It's like, well, that's not always going to be the case. I you know? feel like that's usually not the case, right? Like, I feel like most people, I mean, you kind of, I mean, yeah, you're doing it, but you're trying to get well, your name out there, right? Well, so it's like, why sure. wouldn't you do it for free? Yeah, but it's like I know a lot of people that are like that have a lot of talent and they're like already entitled to be yeah. like, you know. If you're one of those people, then maybe you should just quit <laughs> and reevaluate yourself and get some therapy. Right. A- I mean, along with Dave Ramsey. <laughs> enemy of the enemy of the show, oh Dave Ramsey goodness. successfully unsigned. Do be careful when you get those DMs that say, "Hey, you want to come play for exposure?" Do be careful of some of those. Yeah. Some of those are not what they should be. Yeah. Right. If someone's asking you specifically, like they want you to come play, uh, and, and you know, if, if it's another band and they're like, Hey, you want to open for us? That's mm-hmm. one thing. But if it's a venue and an established place and they're like, Hey, you want to come play for exposure? If they're they, saying that in the, uh, <laughs> it should be like, what's the word? Self-explanatory. That it's, yeah. If they have to say that off the bat, that's, 
They're, suspect. It's suspect. Be very careful. Doesn't mean you can't go play that gig. Yeah. But be very aware. They might just be using you and, you know, when they easily could pay or should pay. Yeah. That might be something that's on issue on their end. But absolutely. Yeah. You're going to play gigs for free. And, you know, if it's, like I said, if it's other bands setting stuff yeah, up, especially, sure. there's that community of bands, there's that community of musicians that are all trying to do what you're trying to do. They're yeah. all trying to make their music and get it out there. And so help each other. Yeah. And not only will sometimes you have to pay or play for free, sometimes you'll have to pay to play. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you I have mean, to pay like a, like an entry fee or whatever. You got to spend money to make money. And, exactly. You know, especially early on. Like I know the first couple concerts that, that, um, that I played, uh, with with a full band, um, I rented the venue and I I brought in some other bands. In fact, David came and played. Mm-hmm. Um, and that night we we actually made a little bit and that got split up to all the bands. The second oh, time nice. that I uh very little very little once yeah. the venue was covered. Yeah. But the second time that um the second time that I did a concert uh chose the same venue and so and and it was a great price and everything like that and um David played in my band that time. And uh, we had two other opening acts. And that time, we didn't break even. Like, we just, we we didn't even pay for the venue. But that was part of it, right? We still played a gig. We still had fun. We still shared our music with everyone that was there. But we didn't break even, which means that you lose money. You paid to play. Yeah. And that's part of the game. Sometimes you have great turnouts. Sometimes you don't. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think um, another point I wanted to bring up was, like, I never knew how to initiate with um, club owners and venues mm-hmm. owners. And I thought, you know, you go to their website and you see the contact us to play, send us an email and we'll get back to you. And it's like, no, they won't. No, you got to go in person yeah. and you got to be that guy. You got to yeah. go to the bar and say, Hey, can I talk to the man? Like you got, you have to be that dude for a second. And it's weird at first, but honestly, like I said, they're looking for, there's literally managers whose job it is to just book acts mm-hmm. and they're looking for any excuse to do their job. And so you come in and you're like, um, you know, I've got a band, we want to play. And they're like, all they'll need is something to reference. And then they're like, okay, you know, like for most, for the most part. Yeah. So all that to say in-person interaction cannot be replaced with emails or even like phone calls, you know, like got to put your face to it. Mm-hmm. All of this sounds honestly like I like for the past year I was looking for a job and that's what it really reminds me of. Yeah, it's an interview. You know, you're putting yourself out there and everywhere I went at one point it was I was getting desperate. So I was just looking for even part time jobs. And so I just, you know, started going into the places and they're like, you know what, we really love your energy. And so I feel like obviously that would kind of translate in the same way. Or even you were saying, you know, David knew someone who was like, oh, can I bring this person in? And I mean, you think about LinkedIn, that's literally what it's for. It's building your network through, oh, well, I don't know this person, but me and him know this person who's a professional. And so let's link up and, you know, maybe there's a job opportunity or whatever it be. And that's the same, I mean, same translation. And that is something that everyone can relate to Mm -hmm. um, in the adult world. And so if you maybe think about it like that, I mean, because if, if you want to make, music your job i mean that's it's gonna translate in the same way like we talked about for the first i don't know how many episodes and continue to talk about now it is a people business Mm -hmm. it's all about 
who you know and the mm-hmm. connections and the relationships you have with those people. You have to have a good relationship with them, right? Somebody that you don't have a good relationship with is not going to pitch you for a next great opportunity. Yeah. But you still have to know them. You still have to meet them. You have to meet them face to face. And so it's so, so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, that's something that it's kind of been on my plate recently because I've, I've been trying to get back out and, and play gigs and, um, just kind of formed, formed a little band and trying to, to start to get back out there now. So a lot of this is applicable to me right now. So, um, and I'm sort of learning the, the do's and don'ts of it as well. Hey, and when you take those gigs, you know, don't underestimate anybody that is there. Not just the bands, right? The bands are great connections. Make those. Those will lead to some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't just make friends with the managers and the house staff. Look at the audience. You know, sometimes there are people there. If, they, if somebody just loved your show and loved your set, go talk to them. Yeah. Because one, they loved your music, which means that's a like perfect candidate Yo. to be a new fan and someone that's going to continue to support you. But also they may know people, right? And they may be like, yep. Hey, you should. And then they'll start talking around mm-hmm. and then they'll talk to their friends. and like, Oh, and eventually they'll make it around. To, oh, well my friend's a booking manager and they heard about this person. They've heard great right. things, bring them in or don't forget about that. Like the, 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 the engineering staff and the lighting people and, you know, anybody that's happens to be working, you know, food and drinks and stuff like that, go talk to them too, because they work those places. They see that stuff. They have connections too. A rookie mistake that I made when I first started playing gigs was, was as soon as my set was over, I was gone. Yeah. Right. Like, and then there are people that would be texting me and be like, yo, like there was somebody you want to talk to after, and yeah. you just bounced, and I'm just like, yeah, I did. You know, I just I didn't say thank you to anybody. I just left, and I was just because I was just scared to confront people about my mm-hmm. music. Like I didn't want that awkward moment of like, you did so how good. bad you are. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, after all the good ones, the one bad one for sure. <laughs> um, but no, like I remember there was one show I played at. Um, it was Commodore Grill downtown, and they had like a open mic or whatever. And um, I dipped right after the show, and apparently the engineer had, like, recruited a bunch of other people for another oh, show after. Uh, and, like, <laughs> because I didn't stay for the third round. Yeah. Again, stay for the people you're playing with. Yes. Stay. Just stay. It's it's okay. You don't have to jet after every after you're done, like at least watch the next band. Definitely watch the yes. band that invited you. Yes. Yes. I see so many artists do that. They'll get invited by a band and then they won't even watch that band perform. They'll yep. leave. Yep. To me, that's just etiquette. Like I, I being in like choir and theater growing up, like uh, we would, we would always talk about that. Or like if someone was like doing a monologue or anything like that in class mm-hmm. and my director would get onto us if we like we were on our phones or something they're like you don't want people on your phone on your phone on their phones when you're performing you want people to be engaged you want people to enjoy yep. it and so why in the world would you do that to them you're being right. disrespectful to yeah. them Facts. and you know you're going to check your phone whatever like it's not that big of a deal but in the sense of you yeah keep the etiquette of they're supporting you by watching. Be supportive of them. Like if, if they catch important. you in that moment, just be like, "I was recording it," and then pull it and like it's on your voice notes. Be like, "I was recording it to listen to, f- to it later." 
<laughs> and then you're out of the woods. Be be present when you're when you're an yeah. audience yes. member. Be present. Yes. Be attentive because yeah. that's all. The, the, if you show that you care about them, again, like we were talking about yes. a minute ago, they're going to want to care more about you mm-hmm. too. Every little thing matters. Every little thing. Well, matters. and just like uh, like being at Dale's concerts before, I have had people that I didn't really know, or like maybe I talked to them for a second and be like, Hey, thanks for like having me up during the show because yeah. it's important like for people to feel that way and to yeah. feel like, Oh, I'm doing a good job. And so I don't know, as an audience member, I want people to like feel supported. Yeah. And, um, it's just so important. And whether you're doing music or you're not, and you're just an audience member, like be as supportive as you can. Yeah. Don't just, or the whole time. Yeah, and you know, one thing is if you want to make this your career, if you want to work as music for a living, that, that was work as probably. music. If you if, if you want music to be your work for a living, right? You if you work it, as a wave file. If, <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you want that to be your career, when you get done doing the fun stuff, when you get done playing your songs in front of people, get to work, <laughs> right? Get to work, go out, and talk to those people. Make a point to go out and talk to those people. If you saw somebody that just happened to be smiling at your favorite lyric in a song, or your least favorite <laughs> lyric in a song, make a point to go out and talk to them about that and say, hey, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for smiling. Thanks for giving some engagement. Yeah. Do those things. Because, I mean, I've I've gone to shows, and uh, I, I went to a show that my friend was uh, performing at. I, I had nothing to do with it. I was just there to support because he was playing in a brand new band. It was their debut concert. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I happened to meet another engineer. And I was like, oh, cool. So we got to talking for a while. And then long story short, uh, we, we exchanged contact information. Cool guy. He hit me up later on about like, hey, there's actually somebody else over here who's needing some engineering work that I can't tackle. I, I have too much on my plate. Would you be interested and taking this over. And I was like, yeah, sure. And so um, that's actually something that's still kind of in the development uh, on communication side of stuff. And it's doing some very non-traditional, you know, non-pop music recordings, something very off, you know, off the beaten path for what we would typically think. But that connection just happened to be there because I just happened to meet this guy and start talking to him at some random show. Mm. And then next thing I know, I'm actually seeing him at other events. And come out, come to find out, he knows like a bunch of other people that I know. I'm like, oh wow, you yeah. know. But how did that start? It was, he was just another watcher, another audience member at a show, and you know, get to work, go talk to people. Facts. Well, any more professional advice from us unprofessionals? Not that I can think of. We hope that this helped you guys out there, um, mm-hmm. as we always do we ask that if you think of anything that we hadn't hit on tonight please say it in the comments and uh mm-hmm. we want to hear from you too so um yeah that's it for our second segment we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and we're gonna play a game play a little game oh, oh, oh.